0: Muhammad,
1: Malana, hope pray will, alhamdulillah <laughs> al- praise due to Allah
0: subhanahu wa ta'ala also. alhamdulillah we are well and uh, we hope the same for you Malana.
1: alhamdulillah all is well and uh, today a beautiful sunday morning sunny uh, very sunny morning uh, the sun is shining alhamdulillah and uh, we thank Allah subhanAllah for all the bounties above us <laughs> Most
0: certainly we have to do that, no matter what the conditions are. So nice to hear that you people are enjoying a nice sunny day. We are in Indonesia, we don't have the sun, is not, uh, it's not out here. We've got quite a bit of cloud build up and there's some rain that is expected. But uh, yeah, alhamdulillah, we're happy for the rain, we're happy for the sun.
1: Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. We have to thank Allah in every condition. Alhamdulillah. And uh, that's the that's beauty of a believer. In every condition, he will turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
0: Most certainly so as we enter the discussion, is all about Islamic education. Maybe Mark can, can start off by helping us to understand, as well as our listeners, what is the importance of Islamic education in the life of a Muslim?
1: Jay Malana, alhamdulillah, all praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has blessed us with the wealth of Iman and has created us amongst the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and obviously, uh, Allah blessed us with this iman, which we cannot pay any price for this iman. But together with the iman that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us, it is incumbent, it is necessary that we protect this iman, we look after this iman, and we value this iman. And one of the greatest um, assets that iman has, and iman works hand in hand with, is with ilam. And ilam is a knowledge of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the importance of acquiring the knowledge of deen, the importance of acquiring uh, and understanding the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions in a hadith ala kulli wa that it is incumbent, it is far, it is obligatory upon every Muslim man or woman that they should acquire the knowledge of deen, the knowledge of Islam and they have to acquire that knowledge of Islam and that knowledge of deen that is uh, more relevant to the life that they're living in so that, that is the most important, the most uh, necessary thing that uh, a Muslim has to understand uh, the, the injunctions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, the tariqah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and this is the beauty of our deen that our deen is so complete that every department of our life whether I, be, I, I am a youngster in my youth or I am an adult or whether I am a businessman, I am a farmer whether I am in a position whichever department that I am in nabi karim's uh, teachings are there the orders of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are there and uh, the beauty of our deen is that the more you dig deeper into the knowledge of deen you will understand that these are oceans of knowledge so it is the order of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the hadith of nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that is incumbent upon us that we acquire knowledge and this is the knowledge of deen to understand at every given moment what my allah wants from me what Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once told me, you know, in, in the Urdu language, very beautifully they say that hal That wherever I am, what is the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And if a person will acquire the knowledge of deen, only then he will be able to understand uh, what is the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is the tariqah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has also mentioned, you know, that when a child grows at the age of seven, you have to make him read salah. At the age of 10, if he's not reading Salah, you have to rebuke him and you have to discipline him. Uh, the, the other hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where a father has been told to keep a whip on a staff in the house that uh, was for disciplining the child. And all this, all this are all related to the deen of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. That we have to teach our children, we have to understand the importance of um, imparting Islamic knowledge in every Muslim and every person. And this will only begin when a person starts acquiring the knowledge of deen when he is young, the desire, the zeal, and all that is created. So at the end of the day, the importance of acquiring the knowledge of deen is not only confined to an adult, it starts from young age, and the importance is because Nabi Karim has said it's obligatory and fat. So there they could be no better reason, there could be no better motivation than understanding that this is the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is an injunction that has come through the medium of Rasulullah And it is important for one and all to acquire the knowledge of deen so that we can fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah wants it, when Allah wants it, how Allah wants it, at the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it.
0: Most oh, certainly. JazakAllah. So much for that, Malana. very, very, very beautiful answer that Malana has given to try and help us understand the importance of Islamic education, especially in the life of a Muslim. Now, the next important aspect and the next question, Malana, is that how does Islamic education contribute to the overall development of an individual? You know, one is we worry about the, the, you know, the secular education and uh, the impact that that will have on our children, and obviously parents give it a great amount of importance Parents often feel that they have to get a secular education because that is the only way that they are guaranteed a job and a career, etc. But, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the Islamic education definitely and most certainly contributes in a very broad way to the overall development of each and every individual. So Mark, can just help us to understand that.
1: Yes, in fact, uh, this is a very important question, very relevant in our time, to in, in today's time, where you see that, uh, as you are mentioning, Walanna, that there is a lot of uh, importance being given to secular education. And uh, I would like to uh, mention that uh, definitely we have to acquire secular education. It is important. It does give a lot of direction to our children. And uh, we don't refuse uh, our children to acquire secular education. But today's topic is more towards the Islamic education part of it, and how it actually contributes to the overall development of a person. Uh, secular education will only contribute to a person's worldly affairs, worldly matters m- on a day-to-day basis, probably the occupation that he has, the job he acquires because of that degree. But when it comes to the overall development of a, Muslim, of a child, of a Muslim, uh, with regards to the Islamic, and Islamic education, if we have to see the most important thing here is uh, Islamic education will give a person more insight to understand who Allah is a person will be able to understand who his creator is greater uh, is who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come into a person because Islamic education is totally the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a person will be, be to understand how great Allah is what is uh, how important it is for us to follow the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, on a spiritual note uh, a person is going to acquire the knowledge of Deen. Only then he will be able to acquire, only then he will be able to understand the injunctions of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, the importance of fulfilling the commands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, uh, the the Quran ayat which uh, many a times we listen it from the member and many a times a tabligh uh, jamaat uh, uh, mentions this, that the purpose of our coming into this world is to make the ribadit of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَا خَلَقْتُرْ جِنَّ Insa illa liyabudun. and a ibn Abba s.a.w. says that لِيَعْبُدُونَ أي لِيَعْرِفُونَ that the recognition of Allah means the uh, of Allah means the recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that a person will only be able to fulfill the command of Allah bow down in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wake up in the middle of the night, wake up, whether it is winter or summer, he has to sacrifice his sleep, leave his blanket, leave the comfort of his house, come to the masjid to, uh, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This will only be possible when he recognizes the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the overall development, the most important thing is a relationship that a person will have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will recognize who my Allah is, who, will, who is my creator, who is my sustainer, who is my cherisher, uh, who is providing for me. On a more spiritual level, a person is going to start getting closer to Allah Subh'ana Wa Taala, and that could be the greatest thing ever that a person uh, will have the spirituality, that connection with Allah Subh'ana Wa Taala. If a person recognizes Allah, then he is a most complete person. And together with that, when a person will recognize the importance of acquiring the knowledge, and he will start acquiring the knowledge of Deen, he will have that connection and that aluk with the Masjid. He will have that connection and that relationship with uh, the, the 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 luminaries of Deen. Those that are uh, those that are more advanced in the knowledge of Deen, the ulama, the mashayikh, he is going to have that uh, the, the, the zeal and the desire uh, to to become a more complete Muslim because he will understand that uh, the knowledge of Deen is, is is not any any shallow ocean or anything, but uh, not and not any shallow waters, but it is actually a deep ocean. And the more you delve into it, a person will try to become a more upright Muslim, and he will know that uh, the more I'm going to be in the company of ulama, the more I'm going to be acquiring the knowledge of deen, the more I'm going to sit in the halaqah of Talim, the more I'm going to listen to the talks of deen, I will have that relationship uh, with the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as a youngster, the more he's going to go to the madrasah, then obviously uh, in the introduction, we did mention we've got adult classes. And uh, you know, subhanAllah, uh, I get very inspired by one of uh, our, our 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 late elders, in uh, Harare, Zimbabwe. His name was uh, Haji Muhammad Musa, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people know him. Haji Muhammad Musa, towards till the end of his life, every single day after Fajr Salah, he would uh, sit with uh, late Maulana Nazir Sab, and every day he would uh, uh, try to understand the Qur'an. Moolana Nazir Sab would uh, impart to him the tafsir of the Qur'an, and... uh, he would uh, study Ma'arif al-Qur'an and he would, he would learn until till, till the, the time he passed on, uh, till the very last stages of his life, he was uh, acquiring the knowledge of deen. So it contributes to the overall development of a person. The recognition of Allah will come in a person's heart. He will understand what Allah wants from me. And the more a person goes deeper in acquiring the knowledge of deen, the more he is going to fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To such an extent that now a person will not remain confined to the fara'id, And uh, he will actually go into the the optional uh, uh, prayers and he's going to go into the optional ibadat and all this will come because he's going to understand at every amal what my Allah is giving me, what I am getting, how I am supposed to do all this. It makes a person a complete believer and the benefit of that is now whether he has acquired uh, higher degrees of uh, secular education in everything, whichever department he will be, he is going to put the commands of Allah in front of him before everything else. So this will make him a complete believer. He could have the secular education, but together with that, he's got, he's got dini education. He could be with his family, but together with that, wherever he is, he's got the understanding of Allah's commands, and this makes him a complete believer, and that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from one and all of us.
0: Most certainly, that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us, that the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be established, established in the lives, in our lives and in the lives of our families. Manu, use an interesting question. What
1: qualities should a good Islamic student possess? Subhanallah. Saab, uh, this question uh, actually uh, is uh, a very tricky question, I could say. At the same time, uh, it's uh, something where I have to look into myself as well. Because I'm also a student of deen. Am I acquiring those qualities or not?
0: Mm-hmm. Do
1: I have those qualities or not as well? But obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran al nasa al-kitab." That are you going to preach Quran? Are you going to preach the knowledge of deen? And uh, you, are you going to forget yourself? And Hakim ul-Ummat Mawlai Ashraf has said very beautifully that here, the injunction of Allah is not that uh, mm-hmm. being a person who's not making amal, it's not that that he should not now preach, but rather it is now a targhib and it is now a uh, motivation for a person who is not making amal to start coming on amal. So, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all practicing believers and students of deen. But verily, the, one of the greatest qualities that uh, a student of deen would acquire in a person acquiring the knowledge of deen is the taqwa and the recognition of Allah, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, a person who's got taqwa and he fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he recognizes who Allah is. And uh, may Allah give us all taqwa and uh, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They made it to us. Allah ma'ini al-huda wa wal-afaf wal-ghina. And, uh, you know, many hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which mention the importance of taqwa, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one of the most fundamental qualities that a student of deen, a a person that is acquiring uh, the knowledge of deen, whether it be from a very young age, is a recognition of Allah, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that my Allah is watching me, my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is listening to me, my Allah is with me in every step. And uh, this is something which is going to inspire a person to amal. This is something which is going to inspire a person towards uh, uh, doing more for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fear of Allah will be in such a manner that a person, uh, you know, fear for someone else makes a person run away from someone else. But the mm. fear of Allah is such a quality that it makes us run to Allah. That if I'm going to do this with the fear of Allah, Allah is going to give me this. Waliman khafa jannatan. The story of Umar and it's a long incident. But that youngster that uh, protected himself from the, from the seduction of a woman. And not once, but many a times. And then eventually uh, he got cured but just when uh, he was uh, about to be forced into that action of uh, uh, making zina with that woman he faints and then after that uh, long story but he is buried after he passes away and he goes in his grave and then um gets to know about it he comes to the parents and he asks them that why did you not mention to me about the janazah of this point he used to frequent the majlis of umar and just to digress but obviously staying on the same topic here that uh, which we mentioned previously as well that a person should go into the into the halaqat and uh, in the in the majalis of ulama so that he could acquire the knowledge of Deen. this youngster used to be in the company of umar and uh umar reaches his grave and he reads the ayat and umar is given an answer that oh umar Allah has already blessed me with those two jennates. So this is out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanallah. A youngster in, the, in those times used to have the taqwa and the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because there was uh, so much of knowledge of deen, uh, even a shepherd uh, would not be ready to lie. And he would ask the question, Ain Allah? I could lie to my master, but where is Allah? So one of the greatest qualities that a true student of deen would acquire is taqwa and the ta'allog with Allah Taala, the fear of Allah wa Taala, And together with that, many other qualities, but as an individual, you know, so many a times uh, you will see that a person has got a lot of knowledge. But what would make him complete is his akhlaq, you know, that uh, the good character that a person would acquire, the knowledge of deen is totally uh, what Allah and Nabi Wasallam want. And a lot of uh, aspects of the knowledge of Deen is the akhlaq of Nabi Kareem sallallahu How Nabi Kareem sallallahu wasallam uh, conducted himself with uh, someone that came and he did not have the knowledge of Deen. How Nabi sallallahu wa was very approachable. How Nabi sallallahu wa was uh, how Nabi sallallahu high standard of taqwa and piety was coupled with concession for others. And this is what a student of Deen will learn: that um, I should have those good akhlaq to accommodate everyone. I should have that that kind of character where. I will be able to um, uh, encourage others to come closer to me, so stu- student of deen is going to have that that high level of akhlaq, which Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. and one of the highest levels of akhlaq is that, you know, you join with people that break with you, sulman Qataq, amman forgive those that uh, make zulm and oppress you, and wahsin ilaman be good to those that are always bad towards you, and be good to those people that are always... Uh, trying to rebuke you, and they're trying to just uh, show their nasty side of them and everything else. But this all will depend on the, the akhlaq of a person. And obviously, tawadu, that a person who is acquiring the knowledge of deen, is going to be humble, because he knows that the more I am acquiring the knowledge of deen, every single day in the life of a student, if someone acquiring the knowledge of deen is such that he will realize that today I knew something which I didn't know yesterday. And this is the beauty of our deen. When you acquire the knowledge of deen, you will start realizing that from the very young age. Today I am, I am on my uh, Nurani Qaeda. Tomorrow I'm going to start reciting Quran. Yesterday I only knew Nurani Qaeda, today I know my Quran. So I don't know a lot. And when it comes to more, more advanced, also a person will start realizing that knowledge should make a person humble and not proud. Because a person every day, he acquires knowledge, every single time he listens to a hadith, he will start thinking to himself, that wow, yesterday I didn't know something, today my knowledge of Deen has increased. So that kind of humility, that kind of high level of akhlaq that ta'alluq with Allah, that a person will fear Allah, taqwa, all these are, are many qualities that uh, can be, that, that, that should be found in a student of deen, a student acquiring the knowledge of deen from a very young age. And these are the qualities that, I, that is going to make a person very complete as he increases, whether it be with worldly matters, whether he increases in spiritual matters, these are the qualities that should be in a, in a, in a, in a person acquiring the knowledge of deen. Obviously, Malana, we don't have the time to go into okay. these qualities. Otherwise, every single quality is an ocean of knowledge, and we could speak on it on a, on a, as, as a different topic on its own. Hmm. But uh, these are the few qualities that we could uh, find in a true student of deen, a, of a, a true youngster that is acquiring the knowledge of deen, an adult that is acquiring the knowledge of deen. Islamic education should inculcate and instill these qualities into a human being.
0: Jazakallah for that, Marana. Very, very phenomenal, very interesting. Marana explained to us the beautiful qualities that a student of Deen should have. And uh, you know, the important thing, the interesting thing to understand is that. We are all students of deen, and we we all should be students of deen. Um, As as the great ulama used to say, that we are the students uh, of deen from the cradle to the grave. We are never, ever too qualified to learn our deen, and we get our great, great ulama, great, great luminaries of Islam that... Always regarded themselves as being students of Deen, no matter how highly qualified they were. Um, they were muftis, grand muftis of big, big madrasas, teaching big, big kitabs, etc. So much of hulum and knowledge, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had blessed them with. Yet they continued describing themselves that no, we are still students of Deen. So we are all students of Deen, and therefore we should make an effort to bring these beautiful qualities that marana spoke so wonderfully about into our lives. A very great inspiration, Mononai, as far as the students and and, and as far as Islamic education is concerned, is the teachers themselves. So, you know, it's important for the teachers to be able to mold the children and and, and guide the children into the great luminaries of Islam. You know, it's all these these great luminaries of Islam that we speak about. They all had amazing teachers that guided them and, and, and nurtured them and brought them to that level. So how do teachers inspire a love for learning and a strong connection to Islam? There's a lot on the teachers as well.
1: Definitely, Moulana Asab, uh, That is the most important aspect, actually, for a, for a young boy, for a student, that uh, he is going to look at the footsteps of his ustad and his teacher, and uh, that is where he is, going to, he is going to get much more of it. You know, like very beautifully that uh, one, um, one of our ulama mentioned that uh, when uh, you are teaching the student, the student is, not only, is he's not only learning what is in the context of the book and uh, whatever is being taught in the kitabs, but he's actually reading the Ustad. He's actually seeing the Ustad and he is uh, he is getting more from the Ustad's life than he is getting from the Ustad's uh, teaching or the book as well. And uh, that is actually also because, you know, one very important aspect, Mollana, that I would like to mention here is that uh, so many a times, uh, and obviously I'm digressing from the question that you're asking me, but inshallah we come back to that, that so many a times you see that uh, parents have, uh, uh, made themselves feel that uh, the teaching of Deen and uh, the islamic opinion of a child his akhlaq his character is the responsibility of the Mulana. so so many times what happens here is Malana, uh, the, the the parent uh, uh, hands over everything else to to the ustad and she the mother or the father expects that uh, the ustad is going to do everything else but actually the terbiot of the child and the terbiot of that uh, small uh, boy that is entering the madrasa and he needs to be inspired from a very young age and that is why that one parent told the father that uh the, the son that uh, oh son watch your footsteps watch way walking and the father and uh, the son told the father my dad watch yours because i'm following them so you know one of the ulama was asked regarding uh uh the turbia of the child that uh, i my, my child is is growing and when should i start making the terbiya? And that Alim mentioned that uh, how old is your child, and I don't actually remember the number of years, must have said two or three years or something, and said that you've delayed a lot. The therapy of the child starts in the womb of the mother. So that is where the Islamic education starts. The mother has to give the child uh, halal, obviously eat halal, uh, stay in environments that are pure and halal, you know. Those mothers that listen to Quran when the baby was in the womb, uh, when the child comes up, you see that the child is very, uh, very, very easily grasped the knowledge of Quran and all that. Because that is the the result of the terbi of the child. And then all these characters and all these, uh, that, that child will be inspired. So the child has to be inspired from the very beginning. The parents should inspire the child. And now we're talking about the Ustad and the teacher. How can that ustad and the teacher inspire and uh, make the child uh, understand and uh, have a knowledge, the love of the deed of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? So you know, just recently, one of the molanas was mentioning that uh, I was uh, teaching uh, one of the one of the classes that he was teaching was uh, when he taught in his maktab years, uh, okay. when he was teaching in the maktab, was uh, it was a nursery class, mm-hmm. and these are the children that come into madrasa at the age of four and five. They mm-hmm. so said that you can't uh, make the child. Uh, uh, listen to uh, Alif Bata and teach them du'as and all that for a complete two two and a half hours in the maktab she said that i used to teach them for 10 minutes and i used to i used to joke with them i used to give them some sweets sometimes i used to take them out of the class and make them race with, with each other and all that so what used to happen was when they come back to class they come back more motivated than before and now when they come back to class they they know that if we're going to perform well and we're going to listen to Ostad start well automatically we are going to get another chance of uh, having one more suite or having to go and race outside or, you know, all these kind of things. So uh, we're looking at how a child can be inspired and how uh, the child can be told uh, to acquire the knowledge of Deen. One of the most important things is the love that the child should have for the ustad. If the child starts loving the ustad, automatically and uh, the child will want to go to madrasa every day. He will want to come to the majlis of that alim every single day because he knows that my ustad is so accommodating, he is so inspiring. And so many a times we see that uh, this inspiration is very easy to be brought. It is very easy for the child to be inspired. Uh, Besides all these other activities where you you give a child a suite, it is mainly about fada'il. A child needs to understand why am I acquiring the knowledge of him. What Mm. am I going to get? That, that realization, that istihzar, you know, we go in the path of Allah wa ta'ala, in Jamaat and we sit in the halka of talim. and one of the purposes of the halka of t'aleem that our Ulama have mentioned is that ka istihzar, that yeah. when you're doing the amal, the fadilah should be in front of you. So if that child at a very young age is taught about jannah, he is taught about Jahannam, he is told Jahannam is such a bad place, Jannat is such a nice place, we're going to get this and that in Jannat, you know, it automatically inspires the child. That oh i need to go to jannah now you have to tell him if you're going to read your salah this is what is going to happen if you're going to uh, fulfill the commands of allah this is what allah will give you and this is going to be a natural inspiration was mentioning about uh, the halqa of and i heard this from one of the ulama in one of the and he mentioned that uh, you know Hazrat used to mention that, jin se hai, un ka asaan asaan rasta, that the holes through which, uh, the holes through which and the, uh, the, 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 the gaps through which Bedini and irreligiousness is entering the houses, the easiest way to close this is the halaqa of Talib. So now here a parent can inspire the child, the stories of Sahaba, uh, an ustad in the madrasa can inspire the child with, with all the fada'il, the stories of the sahaba, how great they were, you know? So many times you see that the ustad had the time to tell the child an extra story, the parents had the ch- time to tell the child an extra story before going to bed, and the next day you see the child uh, telling the other friend of his, who was not with him in the Makta but together in the school, or the, the, the child that listened to the, the, the story of uh, a sahabi or a great luminary, the very next day at school, and they're sharing the stories. You know, last night, my father told me the story, or yesterday, the Molana told me the story, and this actually creates a desire for them to become pious uh, people, to become uh, those children that are going to follow the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, some time ago, Molana, uh, there was one of these uh, well wishes of ours that came, and mm. he's staying in a country where they're very far from deen, and he's obviously in an environment where there's not much of Deeny knowledge and all these things. So his children also uh, didn't actually get... The, the strong Islamic foundation and the knowledge that they needed to get, which they could have gotten in our countries. So he came back and he said that, Malana, you know, now my children are growing and they do see me uh, performing salah. And when they were at a young age, they used to also perform salah. We tell them, read salah, read salah. But now my children have reached an age where they're inquisitive and they want to know the whys. You know, so, you know, we see this in the life of our Kabir as well, that obviously the beauty of deen is to sami'ana wa or Mano, listen and you practice on din automatically, but now we see so many times our ulama have written kitabs on the the, the reason why uh, the aqliyat and the the men, uh, why a person would uh, want to do something and what is the hikmat behind the injunctions of commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so many times we feel that our children are getting inclined to all these uh, different kinds of speakers and uh, they want to know why we are doing certain things and what is the proof of certain things. And verily, our deen is so complete that every proof is there, every answer to that is there. And that is why we need to make our children understand uh, through the lines of fadail and through the lines of uh, understanding our deen in such a manner that they know why they are fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, it, it, two years ago, uh, we had this uh, Southern African Ulama Forum in Swaziland, and Azad Mawlana Suleiman mentioned a very, very Ajib and a very pertinent point. And he said that, you know, uh, they say that uh, the successful, the 5 a.m. club, that all those people that wake up early in the morning and uh, they go to uh, they, they exercise and all these things, you know, the health benefits of all these things and all that. So um, we could also inspire our people and our children of waking up early. What is the benefits of all these things? When you inspire them that, you know, these are the health benefits of Dean, these are the spiritual benefits of Dean, the inspiration is going to lead them towards uh, uh, the, the motivation is going to lead them and it's going to give them extra motivation that now I need to fulfill the commands of Allah. These are the benefits. This is what Allah is going to give me. So uh, whilst we do all these Fadail and all these things, Malana, as I'm mentioning that in today's time with our youth, we need to use a different approach. And this approach is that we need to use a lot of the outdoor classroom to get yeah. to their hearts. Because this is what they involved in. Today a child is sitting in, in, in class, but the only thing that he is worried about and he is thinking about even even a man that is working and uh, he's on the computer he's, he's an accountant but the, every time his mind is always going to that phone of his that is on the side he wants to catch up with what is happening he wants to you know unfortunately today, uh these games have also creeped into adults where adults are playing games you know so that child is always his mind is not focused on one single thing his mind is focused on other things i'm going to play this game and i need to do this and i need to do that when you take them in that environment and you give them the Dean in that very environment. They might be playing, they might be joking, you know, you in that environment where, but together with that you in, in, inculcating in them such qualities and such teachings of Dean that is going to remain with them for a lifetime. Sometimes a child will forget what he is being taught in class. He won't be inspired much with uh, what he learned in class, but you took him outside on an outdoor trip, on a camp, you took him on, 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 an, on an excursion, and in that environment you taught them some qualities of deen you taught them the recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you take them outside and you make them understand look at these trees and look at this who created that it is Allah they will remember that more precisely and more clearly and it will remain with them till the end of their lives as well that you know we went out on a trip and we went to a certain place and this is what we learned in that place so sometimes it's not only about uh, the context but it's actually about the, the way we, we we give them the knowledge of Deen in the environment that we give them the knowledge of Deen and the lasting impressions and the effects that we leave in the in the life of these children and obviously when these children grow up as adults they will understand and appreciate that once upon a time this is how we got inspired and motivated to follow the Deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala so Malana honestly speaking this is a very very deep topic and we don't have much time to delve into it as well inshallah but sometime in the future we could have this as a as a topic on its own of how our children could get inspired by the different methods of acquiring islamic knowledge and having to understand the importance of islamic knowledge above every other above every other kind of knowledge and uh, teachings and uh, how they can utilize this as a tool for uh, progressing both in spiritual uh, spiritual religious and obviously secular matters as well inshallah
0: very 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 beautiful answer that Mona has given as we said there is a lot that is put on the teachers the teachers are the ones that are expected to mold these children into the beautiful shining stars that we want them to come and another very interesting point in, uh, that, we, that, that we have to raise is unfortunately there are certain challenges which our Islamic education institutions like the maktabs the maresas face if Ma could maybe highlight some of those challenges
1: actually this uh, this of uh, very great importance as uh, Molena mentioned you know uh, we we are facing challenges on a day to day basis, and wherever we go uh, we are seeing these challenges creeping into our children, creeping into communities societies and uh, the 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 more we progress uh, where i mean rather we could say secularly the more the knowledge is increasing the more People are giving importance to secular education uh We have faced a lot of a lot of challenges with regards to our traditional system of the maktab, the madrasa, as well and uh, Mulana, what can we say here really monana the The most important thing is that uh, the motivation in the in the hearts of the parents the the importance in the hearts of the parents is slowly slowly diminishing you know mm. see. That uh, the parent uh, would uh, would be given an option that you know uh, y- your child is going to an Islamic school and uh, the child is uh, he's learning yet and I I will speak about it in our context in Basaka as well that uh, so many a times uh, here at Al Hassan Trust also we've got these teen dean classes so it is uh, the name of teen dean comes from the teenagers dean classes you know so uh, we have to basically go to parents and we have to like encourage them that parents, you know, your child is not going to an Islamic school. So after grade 7 of his maktab now, what happens to his Islamic education? What happens to uh, his dini bringing now? After grade 7, most of the children feel that, okay, if I don't go to his class, I have reached the age of 12, I finished grade 7, I've acquired a lot of Islamic knowledge, and now I am free. I don't don't need to go to madrasa. I don't need to uh, acquire knowledge of dini. It is enough now. So what happens usually is you have to go to the parents. And, Maulana, we have to literally speak to the parents, make the individually. Mm. We have to find out from the boys, okay, this boy is now completed grade 7. He's not going to health class. You go there, you speak to the parents, you motivate them. You know, your child will come. There is so much that needs to be learned still. He's going to come in the environment in the company of ulama. You know, he's going to, we're going to discuss with him so many topics of youth-related issues, which now the child will only be able to grasp after he becomes balik. And obviously, these are the ages of him now turning into adulthood and getting uh, into maturity. So, you know, you have to make the tashkil, you have to speak to them, you have to motivate the parents, you have to encourage them. And only this way, you're going to find that a child will be now sent to madrasa. And, you know, the lack of motivation, Molana, is, you know, Molana, I'm speaking about classes after grade seven. And inshallah, we go back to uh, the uh, why the, the challenges of the Makati as well here, is that, you know, the child will come to madrasa. And uh, you'll see that uh, if there is a school activity, that the importance is given so much to the school activity is that the boy won't come to Madrasa. Why should mm. you come? Mm. No, I went, I went for my school activity or I went for community service. There was activities in the afternoon, so my parents told me that uh, uh, you can go to Madrasa next week. Uh, so why wouldn't, the, why wouldn't the parent tell the child, go to Madrasa this week, and those activities do it on the weekend, mm. do it on some other time. Uh, if if uh, if these activities are being a hindrance in your knowledge and acquiring of deen then you can uh, you can don't do those activities but acquire the knowledge of deen so molana one of the greatest challenges that we are facing today is that the parents themselves have lost the importance of islamic education and knowledge and this is so sad molana because you, you you know one of the mm-hmm. maktab ustad is mentioning that one of my very bright students when he reached the when he reached grade 5 Uh, Till then, mashallah, he was so bright, you know, I I taught him uh, in grade five and uh, he was one of the most brightest students, he used to learn, he used to bring his sabbakh on time, he used to motivate others, you know, sometimes I find a student is a bit weak in uh, learning, I would tell the same very young boy that all my students go there and teach him, uh, give him some more time, once I'm listening to the sabbakh of the other students, and when he goes to grade six now, and the school trip comes in, he said in that year, the child went for two school trips, missing like about 10-15 days of madrasa, and the parents had no worry about uh, and no real uh, fear and concern that my child is missing madrasa or anything, because the the, the, the father found his child to be bright, taking a position in madrasa. So no, the school trip is important. But then we don't realize that sometimes when we sending them on school trips, we're actually making nuksan of the deen as well. <laughs> they don't have any kind of uh, supervision there. Obviously, they are being supervised by teachers who are not Muslims as well, Molana. So uh, the lack of the lack of importance has entered okay. uh, the, the, the the parents' hearts as well. Yeah. So this is the first challenge that you know, Madrasa is facing. That so many a times children are not coming to Madrasa. Ustads are not allowed to rebuke the child. Ustads and the, the committee is not allowed to, to take out the child from the Madrasa or uh, discipline the parents, telling them we're paying the fees, so no, no problem. And uh, uh, our child needs to go to a school thing. So one of the greatest challenges that we are facing today is the parents have now lost the importance of Islamic education and the lack of the desire of the child as well. That because the children are not being motivated, they are not being made to understand the importance of coming to madrasa, now the child is, uh, the desire is not there. You ask a child, kaya, you know, in the Gujarati language, you know, in school Gujarati madrasa? You say I understand. I I love my school more because I play soccer there, and I and I'm with friends more, and I'm more free there, and all these things. And what i a very sad to say today, is as I mentioned previously also, like uh, earlier, that okay. the parents actually feel that it's only the responsibility of the ustad. Now what happens is uh, they, they they throw it up upon the ustad, and then secondly, anything. Uh, any kind of indiscipline actions that a child does at home. You know, the child is now growing and now he starts developing certain habits. Obviously, all these are the faults of the parents. You didn't develop those qualities in the child from before. And here, I'm I'm sorry to say, Molina, but I just want to clear myself that I'm not trying to just throw everything on the parents, but I'm trying to say the charity begins at home here. So what happens is now, when the child is growing now, and the child is not listening to the parent. You know, the child certain. you know, Allah protect. But our children they find the child smoking now. And children are smoking at a very young age now. And mm. certain bad qualities as well. Okay, what happens, okay. I will tell you, Molana. If, if, if the child doesn't listen to the, the, the parent at home, I will tell you, Molana. I will tell you, Moana, to sort you out. The, that mentality is growing into the child. Mm. Uh, Molana mm. is just for, for, for disciplining us. Okay, uh, okay, uh, okay. Molana is just to, to beat us. Mulanas, alhamdulillah, we've seen this, that now because we become close to these youngsters whilst we're working amongst the youth, and on a day-to-day basis we're speaking to them, and, you know, we see that they're becoming close to us. And then you will realize that they'll say, you know, we didn't have this relationship with our ustad when we were young. Our, our musa was so strict and all these things. But it's not only about the mulana. Yes, the mulana should change his approach, the ulama and the ustads in today's time with our youngsters and all these new technologies. We should also change our approach and become more lenient towards them, use methodologies or... But together with that, the parents should not make the student fear the ustad. Rather, make the make the parents and un- make the children understand. Your ustad is your well-wisher. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. if you can't mm-hmm. come and relate to me, go to your molana. Tomorrow, if you can't, uh, if you, if you don't understand certain things and you've got certain problems in your life, and uh, you feel that you can't speak to me, go to your molana. This will make the child understand that my ustad is my well-wisher. So the ustad has to. Uh, so these are the challenges that the lack of desire for for the madrasa and obviously more importance being given to secular education has made the maktabs suffer in a very, very, you know, a great way. And so many a time you see that, obviously, this Makati of ours, many of the maktabs as well, you know, they run on fees. And obviously they have to take out uh, the expenses of the madrasa, the ustads need to be given salary, the maintenance of the madrasa, And if you see that fees are increased, immediately there's going to be an outcry from the community. But if these very same fees are increased in the schools, there's no outcry. This shows that uh, there is more importance being given to secular education. Again, I mentioned secular education is important in its ways. We need to send our children to school to learn all the different subjects in school as well. But more importance should be given to Islamic education. And if our parents start taking this upon their heart of giving more importance to Islamic education, Inshallah, Inshallah, I strongly feel in my heart and uh, I feel that Inshallah, uh, these challenges will come down very much more and we'll see that if more importance given Islamic education, you will see the, the desire of uh, deen increasing in our children today. And this is what we need, that the desires increase. They should understand that before they grow old, the love of deen is so much in their hearts that when they grow old, inshallah, They will start loving the Deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So these are the challenges, Maulana. More importance being given to secular education, Mm. lack of desire of the parents to give them Islamic education, uh, lack of motivation from the parents as well, probably from the Asatizai as well, and as well um, lack of, uh, you know, I I would say that now the system should change. You know, the children should be given some toys in the Madrasa when they are very young as well. When they grow older as well, take them out for certain activities as an ustad or the maktab, the madrasa should do that as well so the ustad gets the support. But inshallah with this, uh, these kind of challenges will decrease and we will see that more desire of uh, acquiring the knowledge of deen will come into the light inshallah
0: most certainly JazakAllah so much Ma. very 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 beautiful uh, and a very thought provoking uh, discussion that Molina has given us and answer that Malana has given us with regards to the challenges that our Islamic institutions face and each one is very 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 important you know we could go to uh, much more time we would need to actually highlight and unpack the beautiful uh, points that Molana has raised but Malana, I think one that I, I must sound out that Molana has mentioned is this one that Ma spoke about that unfortunately the parents at home as well. Um you know, we make we make the the Marana and the Apa and the the the, the teachers in the Madrasa, they are made to look like uh, like some type of, a, of a, you know what we could maybe call like a boogeyman, you know, somebody that you've got to be scared of, somebody that you gotta fear. And as Marana very beautifully explained that, you know, the child did something wrong at home. It's not it's not per se Madrasa related. The child was disobedient at home or spoke back or, or did something. And and then no parent will say, I'm gonna tell your teacher but the exactly, first thing they Marana. say is that I'm going to tell you, Morana. Morana, going to shout you. Marana is going to show you. So why do we, why do we make the children feel that the Morana is, you know, some? Um some type of a person is just going to hit you all the time, just going to shout you all the time. Um, that is when the children develop that fear that, oh, you know, yeah, they only shout all the time. Then the children don't want to go to Marisa because that's what, uh, that is what the parents actually made the children feel. So I think we got to, as, as parents especially, we've got to make our children understand. They've got to love our deen. They've got to love Quran, you know. That is what we try and tell the parents as well. Don't make the children read Quran out of fear, That if they don't read Quran, they're going to get some punishment, etc. Let them read Quran because they love Quran. Don't let them read namaz because, you know, if I don't read my namaz, um, I'm going to get a hiding and I'm going to get punished and and, and all those different types of things. They must read namaz because they must have love for Allah. And if they have Mm -hmm. love for Allah, then whether the parent is there, the parent is not there. Tomorrow you gone out somewhere. My children were left at home they'll read all the namaz. Because I'm not reading namaz for my father. I'm not reading namaz for my mother. I'm reading namaz because I love Allah. And I have to read namaz. So I think it's very, very, very important, the point that Malana raised as far as that is concerned. Malana, Jazakallah, so much for your time. It is already 12 o'clock. Um, and uh, we really, really enjoyed the discussion today. May Allah, taala preserve you. May Allah, taala grant you good life with afiyat. Jazakallah, so much for the beautiful advice that you had shared with us.
1: I mean, I mean, Jazakumullah Khairam, for the opportunity as well. It was nice catching up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this discussion beneficial for one and all of us, inshallah. Ameen. Protect our children, protect our Islamic education, and make us love the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Yes, he ought to be loved, inshallah. And until we catch up next time, inshallah, Remember, senior du'as, Jazakumullah khaira, and special salams to the entire Radio Islam team as well. Allah bless one and all of us, inshallah. Jazakumullah.